Hey, good morning, Freshwater. Welcome to our online service. I'm filming from my home here, and uh, you know what it's like when you have a three-year-old and a five-year-old and you need to film something in your house? You end up cleaning up things like this. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that is. It looks like Gizmo from the, from the Gremlins movie in the 80s, but they put gold sequins on him. I have no idea what's going on here, but uh, welcome this morning. Uh, we are so happy to, that you're joining us and uh, wanted to give you a few quick updates before we jump into the service. The first thing is this, we have kicked off a second round of our prayer initiative. A few weeks ago, uh, we decided uh, that maybe God was calling us to just enter into a time of prayer as a church, uh, to repent, to seek Him, to desire maybe what He's trying to do in our lives during this quarantine season. And so we started that off with uh, a time of 24 hours a day prayer where we would sign up for blocks and now in this second phase we're asking people to sign up for 30 minutes a day one day a week where you just take time to be in the Lord's presence and to pray through a specific list of things that we have up on our website if you want to sign up for a block or a day you can sign up on our website get on there you'll find it uh, and it'll be ready for you to go the other thing that's going on is Alpha is kicking off an online session coming up. I think it's actually next week, this coming week. And so it is still open to be signed up for. You can do that on the website and you can also invite friends. We would love for you to do that. Invite some non-believers into this uh, to hear about Christ and to have spiritual conversations. Well, we love you. Let's check out worship. I worship you, 
worship you. I'll worship you. You are here, your man in every heart. I'll worship you. Yeah, I'll worship you. They make a miracle work, promise keep not in the darkness. There's nothing that 
can change my God. No wall, no wall. And that is who you are. From the morning until the evening, you're all Jehovah Jireh. And that is who you are. And your faithfulness goes from the morning to the night time.
I love those two songs, and, and not just the two songs, but what they call us towards, and it's Christ. Um, what a beautiful name he is, Waymaker, all rooted in, in the Word of God, all rooted in this uh, the good news, right, that we have Jesus, and uh, he's going to help us through anything, any storm, and it's Jesus, this incredible name. Like, just even to say the name and to think about his name is everything. It's everything to us, and uh, I want to thank the team for leading us during this this uh, few moments here as we worship Him. I want to invite you to, to open to John 15 as we look at God's Word this morning. And uh, one of the questions that we had if you're, as you're opening your Bibles there, um, what, what was up with my right hand last week? Because it never came above the table. So there's all kinds of questions, you know, what, do I have like, what? Cheetos? Do I have a cat under there? Like, what's going on? So, um, so it's the mystery thing. So I actually have a clicker because this is crazy. We actually have a teleprompter going on there so I can control it, right? So fast forward and everything like that. So mystery is solved. Uh, maybe we should have just kept doing this and asking every week, what do you think's under the table? Um, and that could have been something funny, but that's a bad idea. So we're going to move on. Um, Hey, last week we asked on Facebook, uh, what five things could you go without? And things got a little testy there as we began because, uh, and we had to do some church discipline. But once we got past that, um, you know, we had uh, multiple comments, but uh, Renee Esquia threw out that she could actually go without Starbucks, except when she's meeting with her, her friends. Um, and that was, you know, that was so transparent and so vulnerable, and we really, we really appreciate that, Renee. She did say that in confidence, so don't tell Russ that at all. It's just, it's, it's our secret. So, anyway, so going without, speaking of what gets cut out of our life, um, this past week, uh, well, our, our flower beds are about 10 years old, and we've had problems with a couple of our trees. They just don't look good. They've kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't, they don't flower right, they don't look good, they, they're thin in some places, and they're just like, eh, and one's not even growing. And, and so we, we asked someone, uh, a landscaper guy, to help us out and say, hey, what, what would you do? What are you doing? And he says, hey, let me, let me just do this for you. And so he went out there, and he says, what you got to do is actually prune these things. And, and we've pruned these things over the years. Um, but uh, what we call pruning and what he calls pruning are two different things. That, I mean, he came out, and it was like, it was a hatchet job, right? He cut these things back. This one tree, like that's right next to our garage, he cut this thing so far back. He pulled out another tree. He's like, yeah, that's dead. Let's just pull that thing out. It's not going to grow. And I'm like, ah, that's gone. This is cut. Uh, it was crazy. But he said, look, I, I'm cutting this back because what's going to happen is this tree is going to get healthy. And you've got it's too big, and it's not flowering correctly. It's not blooming. It's not all these things that you're seeing. He says, you prune this thing back this far, watch what happens. You're going to love it. You just have to trust me on this. And he says, for a season, it's going to look bare, and it's going to look cut back, but just trust me. You're going to love what you see here uh, when these flowers bloom. And uh, it got me to thinking, uh, John 15 it's this famous passage. It's towards the last week of Christ's life, or it's in the last week of Christ's life. And he's talking with just the 12 disciples. And he says something really um, 
It's probably one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It's a powerful passage. And he starts off with this. He says, I'm the true vine, and my father is the gardener. And right there is, is really a, a radical statement, especially in the Jewish culture, because Israel was always seen in Scripture as the vine, and God was the gardener. The father was the gardener. And now Jesus is saying, I am the true vine. He's replacing Israel as the source and the one who God will be revealed through. It would be Jesus. You go through Jesus to connect to God the Father. He says, it's me. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. And he goes on to say, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. And he makes a statement here. The assumption is, and I think we all understand that, the assumption is uh, of a vine is the goal of a vine is to bear fruit. That's why it exists. So if you go to any vineyard and you never see fruit, people are going to be, well, why do you call this a vineyard? And why do you say you're going to make wine if nothing ever bears fruit? The, the goal, the purpose of the vine is to bear fruit, a lot of fruit, right? And so Jesus is saying the Father comes along and he's the vine. We're the branches. He actually goes on and says that a couple more times here in these, these eight verses here. I am the vine. You are the branches. I am the vine. You are the branches. It makes it real clear who we are and our role in this whole thing. And he says the Father will come and he'll look at a branch and see whether it is dead or not. If it's dead, he will, he will cut it off and throw it away. And if it is living, he'll prune it back so that it will be more fruitful. Like, so if it's a living branch and it is bearing fruit, he's going to prune it and prune it so that he can get even more fruit. Now, Jesus says when, when, when you cut off, and they would know this, if you've had a grapevine or if you have any vines, you cut them off. There's, the wood's useless for nothing. You, you, you pick it up, you carry it over to the burn pile, and you burn it. It just gets burned up. It has no potential. It has no use for anything, but but a vine that is growing or a branch that is growing has potential for fruit. And it's only realized as the gardener, the, the, the vineyard owner, prunes it and cares for it. If a branch isn't pruned, what ends up happening is all the energy will go towards a lot of growth and a lot of leaves. It'll look incredibly healthy, right? It'll, it'll be like, wow, look at that vine. It's got all kinds of growth. It's a huge vine. But the, the goal of the vine is not a lot of leaves and a lot of growth everywhere. The goal of the vine is to bear fruit. And to bear fruit, you must prune it. In fact, it looks ruthless. Like... A pruning, if you do pruning right, looks ruthless. It's awful. And just like what happened to our poor little tree out front, just you think there's nothing left. The cutting that is required is staggering. But it's in that cutting and that pruning that more fruit comes. I wonder what it looks like for you and I to understand that we're the branch, Christ is the vine, and the Father is the gardener right now in this moment. And he says this, he says, look, I, I cut off every branch in me that bears no fruit. And I prune every branch that bears fruit so that it'll be more fruitful. In your life right now, the Father's goal for you is to bear fruit and not just fruit, more fruit. And as crazy as it sounds for a vine and to see it happen 
and how ruthless it feels. It's intentional. And it, it carries over for us. This, the pruning that happens for us in the spiritual life is, is incredibly important for us to bear fruit. And, and it can happen in a number of ways. Hebrews chapter 12 talks about how God disciplines those he loves. This pruning can, can actually come as discipline from our Father. And, and Hebrews 12 says he, disciple, or he disciplines us rather for our own good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful. So for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who've been trained by it. You hear that? The peaceful fruit of righteousness. See, our Father comes into our lives, and He will cut dead branches off, and He will prune back even living branches. But, and it's not fun. It's painful. And we would prefer to skip these ideas and this teaching that God disciplines us. But it is part and parcel of the Christian life that God will come in and He will prune us. He will discipline us. And, and, and it's in our disobedience and sin that He comes. He says, that's got to be cut out. That's got to be cut out. And He'll do it unannounced. He'll come in and just begin to prune us. And, and that's really painful when we don't even see it coming. There's another type of pruning that happens in our life, and it happens because of just this world and the cursed world that we live in, and, and it comes in seasons, like even the one we're in where there's suffering and there's seasons of loss and seasons of suffering that come. That it's nothing that we've done. It's just part of this world. But God, in the middle of it, begins to use the suffering and what it's pushing and pulling in our lives. And he begins to say, hey, look, you need to look at this. And he starts to prune things out of us. And he turns what was suffering and what came out of the curse. And he starts to redeem that, to prune us, prune us back, much like a season that we're in. And it's, it, it can be painful. It can be difficult. It's not easy. And, and there's another way that pruning comes. And this is the one that, you know, I think the world would say, are you crazy? But Christ invites us towards. It's the one where we come to him and say, would you prune me? Would you cut off anything? Would you see if there's anything in me? Psalm 139 says that. Lord, look at my heart, search me sift me, see if there is anything in me. I want it out. It, it's us coming to him and saying, uh, we want to bear more fruit. And we don't want to just be leafy, right? We don't just want to have all kinds of branches or we don't want to have dead branches. Cut this back. Cut it back. I invite you to come in as the gardener and prune my life. It's this, Lord, cleanse me. Lord, I submit. Don't let my heart incline to evil. It can also be good things. Lord, cut out anything in me. It, it, it doesn't have to be evil. It can be good things. I mean, there's this famous story of Mary and Martha. Martha's hanging out with Jesus, or Mary's hanging out with Jesus. Martha is over here doing not bad things, good things. She's, she's playing host and, and hostess, rather, and cooking and cleaning and doing all this stuff. And she's so upset at Mary because Mary's with Jesus. And Jesus is like, look, I'm not going to take away what Mary's doing. She chose the better thing. So it's not that Martha was doing something evil, but it just wasn't as important. Prune me. Clean me. I want to bear fruit. 
You know, the theme of these three weeks is, is looking ahead. What does it look like as we're moving forward? And right now, I, I want you to look ahead. I want you to look so far ahead that you can look back on this season that we're in. So far ahead, we can look so far ahead and plan for what is going on in this time, right? So we're way out in the future looking back at that, so that we, we don't get to the point in the future where we say, I, I wish I had, I wish I would have, I wish I just had, because now the time to look ahead and to anticipate what the future might be. And, and, and what if we're in this season and Christ wants to prune us? In fact, I don't think it's a what if. I think we are in a season. And it's one of the reasons why we don't feel as a staff and as a leadership, as an elders, that, that we're done praying. We, we, we think we're in this, we believe we're in this season here. And it's not a moment. Like, we talk about this culture being so fast-paced and just everything. Get it done, move it in, get it out. This isn't something we moved we move out of very quickly. We're in a season. It's not a moment. You just can't blow past this. And as we look ahead, we believe now is the time in this season to come to Christ and invite us or invite him to prune us. I think all of us came into this season of shelter at home, kicking and screaming like, Oh my goodness, this has been awful. Now we're, what, five or six weeks, weeks into this thing. What if God wants to cut off dead branches? What if God is actually opening up a moment, a season, where he's saying, if you would let me, I could prune you, and I could prune back all kinds of things all kinds of branches that are growing off of you and all kinds of leaves where it seems like, wow, you're growing, but you're not growing. It's draining your best energy from what I want you to do and from the fruit I have for you and your life. And it would seem like, you know, you, we go around going, oh, wow, it's like one of the compliments here in America. Oh, they're so busy. Oh, wow, look at all they're doing. Really? She's got so much growth. He's got so much growth. They got all kinds of leaves. They're a great vine, a great branch, right? Such an amazing Christian. What, what if God is in this season here saying, let me cut all this stuff back? It's not evil stuff, but it's got to be cut back because you're not bearing fruit. You're putting all your best into things that I just would not have you put your best into. And that's why we're calling the church to pray. This isn't a week. This isn't just a day. This is a season of prayer that we believe we're in. It's a time and a space for God to prune us. Calling out to him, prune me, cleanse me. Cut off anything that takes away from bearing more fruit in my life. Because we really truly believe that what could be ahead for us is not just fruit or not just a bunch of green leaves. It's, it's more fruit, much fruit. And this doesn't go for us personally. This goes for the church. I mean, as a, as a staff, we're praying because we look at this and go, Lord, what are we doing? It's maybe not bad. It's good stuff. But are we really bearing fruit? 
Are we doing the things that are really going to bear fruit? Or are we just doing a lot of things where have all these branches and all these leaves, but what are we doing? Like, really, at the end of the day, we're trying to work through that. And we're trying to pray through that. And, and we need your prayer. We really do. And, and, and here's the thing. I, I want to make sure that I don't create this, this false uh, sense of, oh, we're at this major crisis and, or major mountaintop thing. This is discipleship, right? This is the normal Christian life. Things come at us. And we listen to Jesus and we slow down before we do something next. So if you're newer in your faith or younger in your faith, um, or maybe just younger in life, you're like, wow, this is so crazy and radical. It's, it's going to be another step in the walk with Jesus. This is a long walk in the same direction. And what we're saying is this is a season as we're walking to say, to slow down and to say, Lord, would you prune me? Lord, would you cleanse me? And we're calling the church to pray that. And we're calling the church to pray for our country. Lord, would you, would you do this for our country, right? Please forgive us for what, this, what we see as sin in this country and the wickedness. And, and our leaders, Lord, bring, bring revival into the halls of our government and give them wisdom. And, and we're praying the third area is just, Holy Spirit, would you come and fill us? But if you call Freshwater home, we're calling you to that. I don't know if you understand that. If Freshwater Church is your home and you're not going to join in on this thing, why not? Like, really, why not? We're calling everyone to pray this because we believe we're in this season and there's there's not a lot of stuff that we understand what to do next because this is so bizarre. But we know what we can do as we start walking this direction with Jesus or moving forward is prayer. And we know what prayer can do. What prayer can do is position us into a place where we are ready. This season right now of pruning, this season of cutting back, is going to prepare us for a season that is coming of answered prayer of that and and much fruit, more fruit, because that's what Christ wants. So I know Christ would answer these prayers. And I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Christ will answer these prayers. And if we could look back in 100 years and we see what Freshwater did during this season and the answered prayers that came out of that, are you kidding me? What's going to happen here in the weeks to come is um, the voices of culture are going to start talking again. Right now, they're all shut down. They're sheltering at home. Fantastic. But you know what's going to start happening. You're going to start getting emails. Join this. Start doing this. You start hearing the voices of culture that you listen to, follow, and nothing's probably bad. Maybe some of it's bad. You and Jesus talk about that, but a lot of this stuff isn't going to be bad. But it's going to be all these voices of culture that are going to start saying, hey, come back to the way it was. Come back to the way it was. And you know what John says? John, who was in that moment with Jesus, John, who wrote this whole thing of, I am the vine, you're the branches, remembering what Jesus said. You know what he said later in 1 John, that letter that he wrote? He says, this world doesn't know the voice of Jesus. It doesn't know Jesus. 
And if we aren't praying right now, if we aren't saying, prune me, cleanse me, we are going to go right back to the way it is. And I don't think, I don't think Jesus would have us do that. I just don't think so. Please join us. 30 minutes, one time a week, pray for 30 minutes for, uh, for, for these three things, and we're sending them out. God, to prune us and cleanse us for our country, that God would forgive our country and begin to heal our country for our church and everyone here, that God would fill us with the Spirit. I just, I firmly believe that the best thing we can do right now is pray, is to ask God to do these things. You know, I, I'm reading, I, I reference this, I'm just trying to read through the Bible, and I, I come across this, came across this, um, Proverbs says it multiple times. Um, it's this whole idea of people returning to their vomit. Dog returns to his vomit. People who struggle with addictions, what, whatever it could be, returns to their vomit. What, what is that inside of us? And I think God is over here saying, if you would let me prune you and cut these things out, you would find that I can give you life. And you'll find that you will bear fruit. So what are you going to do next? Not what are you going to do now in response to what are you going to do next as you look forward now is the time to begin to say prune me clean me so i can bear fruit for you i want to close with the uh, benediction and i invite you to uh i don't know what it looks like for you to receive this benediction um i just want to bless you here at the end of this time and before I do that, I want you maybe just to share around your table, whether it's with friends or your family, I guess shelter at home, I don't know how you do that, around your Zoom table, I, I don't know what you're doing. But I want to come back to that question we posed on Facebook. What are five things you could do without? And, and, and phrase it this way, what do you think Christ is pruning out of your life and wants to prune out? Or... What are the things, yeah, I mean, basically like that. What, what do you know Christ or what do you hear Christ saying needs to go? And have, have the courage to share it. And don't, don't just, don't blow it off. Don't blow it off. I just, uh, I, I have this vision I have this vision of this church. It, it's a church. It's our vision where the presence of God is flowing in us and flowing out of us to bring this supernatural transformation to this world. That's the vision. And I think he wants to do it in greater ways than he ever has. Just receive this benediction. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us. 
to him be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.